CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. And hello out there, you golfing legends. Welcome back to another episode of the original and potentially uncontested off-course podcast. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is my good friend, Mr. Dean DiCrescenzo, uh, THP staff writer, half half uh, halfway broken presently, but on the mend, <laughs> uh, and super excited to have him on for another fun show full of banter and, and hopefully interesting thoughts about golf and the things that we love. Dean, huge intro. Welcome back, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It is fun to be on the the uncontested, undisputed off-course podcast. Yeah, it sounds like something from the top rope when you say it. When <laughs> I say it, it just sounds like, I don't know, bragging, <laughs> confusion, <laughs> excitement. I don't know. But we're, we're here. We're, we're here. We're, we're good for it. Um, I know we skipped last week. I hope everyone had a fantastic time with their families during the Thanksgiving holiday. If you do celebrate that here in the United States, um, I know I did. I ate plenty of turkey and attempted to go golfing, but then got shut out by the weather. You, on the other hand, probably did Thanksgiving just fine. The golfing part has been a little bit of uh, a non-option here for a few months. What's going on? Yeah, the golfing part has uh, it. It came to a screeching halt. I had to have uh, some some foot surgery in the beginning of November, so I, I spent the last few weeks of October trying to get out as much as I possibly could. And when my wife would schedule me to go do things on the weekends, she would get the big nasty eye roll and the huffing and puffing because I really, I really wanted to get out there and play and get as much in before I uh, went under the knife. But uh, everything went well, which is good. I can walk now i'm off crutches which is nice um for you know 10 days or so it was pretty it wasn't fun plus i'm a big baby so we'll throw that out there too you know i i definitely get the man flu every time i get a cold (laughs) (laughs) so take that for what it's worth um i spent a lot of time on the couch and binging different shows and trying not to think about golf because it was a little bit depressing, but uh, things are getting better and I'm excited to start talking about golf and thinking about golf and looking forward to uh, 2023. So that's a big change and it's, it's in the left uh, big toe. Is that correct? Yeah. Left big toe, which apparently they call the giant toe. Um, no, that's I, called a big toe. They called it the giant scientific toe. concept is that I was pushing for it to call him to, to call it the captain toe. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I told the lady at the front desk. I, I told, I told the nurse, I told the, uh, anesthesiologist or the assistant anesthesiologist. And I'm pretty sure I told the surgeon to call it the captain toe or else I'm not doing this. <laughs> wow. I, well, I, I like that. That's on that. So you're right-handed golfer, which means from an impact perspective, I would imagine most of the damage would be done probably to the the right big toe, yeah. So it's I, yeah. you're almost avoiding a lot of the the worrisome components of that. But it also opens the door to say, hey, maybe 2023 we're gonna have a little bit of a different looking swing. Are you excited to see what shambles of uh, competence? Wow, that was poorly constructed. Wow. What uh potential like here, insult, insult, insult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, where do we go from that? Now what um what was I gonna say? Shreds of competence remain from uh, the former swing. I'm feeling that a bit now. 
I, I it's not that I've had surgery. I just haven't played in a couple weeks uh, between just being super lazy and just trash weather. So, you know, I, I don't pity myself as much as I do you, but let's talk 2023. Like, are, are you coming with a big wave of skill? For next uh, year? I'm 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 coming with a lot of excitement for it. <laughs> I, I mean, I felt like, um, you know, whenever you take some time off in in the Northeast, we take we you know get forced to break. But whenever you take some time off from playing, whether it's weather injury or you know laziness, there's always a little bit of a well, can I carry on what I was doing before? Or if I wasn't doing anything good before, maybe I'll come back and I'll be better. Uh, I don't expect to be better <laughs> right away. I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to get around the course a little easier and hopefully carry on with some of the good things that I was doing before um, I had to stop playing, which was driving the ball was was really good for me. Irons were okay. That's where I'm really going to focus on for 2023. And uh you know, short game was okay, and putting was uh, still atrocious. So, <laughs> <laughs> how can you live in the northeast? And go through the winters you go through and not be a good putter. Like, do you not have a setup in the house? What are we uh, doing here? No, I do. I have a, I have just on the other side of this door, I have a, a tr- big true line, uh, big Murph putting green, which is just massive. And, you know, I roll a lot of putts. It, it, I think for me, it's, it's confidence. You know, I put in at the end of the year, uh, I had two different putters that I was actually putting really well with and, you know, using, uh, you know, tracking my stats with shot scope, I was seeing those numbers improve. Uh, so that was between an Odyssey two ball 11 with a slant neck and a, uh, a lab Mez one max, which was pretty wild in both of so, them. Yeah. I, I saw some good results. I'm excited to to carry on with those. That's some of the good stuff I'm, I'm kind of hoping keeps on and keep driving it well and hopefully work on the iron game. Yeah. Couple blade alternatives there in the rotation in the rota, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, have you have you thought about any? And maybe you do, and you just didn't mention it. Have you thought about putting training aids while you are waiting for the the weather to turn, or what do you what do you do to maximize the potential? So I do have. We've talked about it in the past. Blast motion. Yeah. I don't uh, use it as much as I should. <laughs> um, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I should start using it. Uh, in a couple of weeks when I start hitting a lot more putts. Uh, I also have a laser that can show me, you know, aim and line, which is kind of nice. Yeah. But uh, those are kind of the only ones that I really incorporate into, you know, my basement putting. <laughs> so any truth of the rumor that you had a full size mirror in there, but you had to take it out because you couldn't stop looking at yourself. <laughs> yes. Your, your ruggish good looks. There, there's no mirrors in the house because I just start walking by and I'm like, Hey, who's that handsome fella? <laughs> and then I forget what I'm going to do. So, you know, I might be on the way to take the dog out and I'm like, Hey, you're good looking. And then the dog, you know, goes on the floor and it's, yeah. I get mad at the dog. It's not my fault. Right. You know? Well, <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to circle back a little bit to the the pre surgery thing. We had talked about you and the fam, and you have a young son at home, uh, and your wife is a bit of a golfer. At least she was. Maybe things have changed. Maybe they haven't. But you got to play. You got to take a little man out there and, and had a good time before you went under. Yeah. So every he is he has the golf bug. When I set up like the net in the backyard, he wants to to go and swing and hit. He finds like the little. I know you have you have a son as well. You know those little Play-Doh cups, yeah, the little small ones. He uses them as a golf tee. He gets like those those big balls, 
and throw puts it on top of the play-doh cup gets his plastic club sets it up in the kitchen just wails at it so he likes to come down on the putting green downstairs yeah he's been to the driving range a few times and it said to Janice, look i i want to get out one last time this was the last sunday before uh you know going under the knife and i said let's let's bring him out i was like i don't care if you play but i want to bring him out i really wanted that experience with him and he had a blast he had an absolute blast and we got to the first green and it was kind of cool because there was a junior i don't know if it was like a junior clinic or a junior tournament in front of us so there were all these kids that were from ages i want to say probably 7 to 12 range okay. out playing so he saw all of these other kids out there playing and he was he was really into that um so every time he would like strut up to the green with me with his little his, <laughs> little, his little putter and i'd put it a few feet away and uh sadly for him he putts uh just like me so he would take three or four putts to put it in the hole but the first time that he made a putt on the course he was so excited it was cute <laughs> i absolutely loved it that's cool yeah and he's young right he's about to turn three yeah he'll turn three in january so okay. he's yeah, next year. I mean, he'll be he'll be hitting the ball a little bit more than he is now. Uh, it's going to be fun. It really is. Yeah. And my wife does play, so it's nice. It's something we can do as a family. Has uh, have you put any thought into what kind of clubs you're going to get for him early out? I mean, I know you're either a year or two out from that, but uh, like, are you looking U.S. kids? Are you looking alternatives? What's the thought there? So I bought my um, my now nine year old niece when she was, I think she was four. And I bought her a set of U.S. Kids clubs, and the putter uh, kind of fits him. They're at my parents. My dad has a putting green; he uses that one. It fits him well. Okay. Uh, the clubs are just a touch long for him, so maybe next year they'll be a little bit better. But I mean, if not, yeah, I'll just I'll just cut that set down. Just then, just buy something yeah, new after right. after that once it starts fitting. That's uh, what we're experiencing, man. Like we we tried a couple options, and it wasn't like big brand names or anything like that, but. Seems like U.S. kids have it really going on with the the weighting in the clubs, the the construction. You know, they're not as heavy. Um, those that, that was the issue we had early on. Like the length was good, but they seemed heavier than they needed to be. And when we put them in U.S. kids, he just started thriving. I've got videos of him just pumping drives now. My little guy's about to turn seven, so you know I'm at the point where he needs to start really pressing the the grandpa, uh, <laughs> what we call Papa. He needs to start pressing him for some college money. Um, mom better start watching out. She needs to get back at the course and practicing. Otherwise she's going to take her down. Uh, he's got a few years on me, hopefully, uh, unless things continue to slide. But yeah, that that's the exciting part, man. You get to see this development over the, the, the course of the year. And, you know, the nice thing with us kids, I'm pretty sure there's like an upgrade program where you send the old stuff back and you get new stuff, uh, probably at a discounted rate. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that, that all plays out. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. He, um, first off, uh, your kid's swing. I've seen video. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. His swing. It, it's Thanks. really good. It's it's fun to watch. Uh, I don't know if my kid will ever swing that well, but I love that he's gonna. You know, it's something. Who knows, Dad? Maybe in you know 20 years, it'll be those two guys talking. Well, that's the idea, right? Like we are we are constructing the next generation of THPers. Uh, you know, that I've already got him like mentally, he gets really mad when people talk when he's trying to hit or when someone else is trying to hit, uh, even though he does it himself. <laughs> uh, but you know, he's, he's a trip out there. You know, I, I've, I've always been really fascinated at how people 
train their children and that that's a really weird way of saying it but you know you condition them to feel certain ways that's why i am the way i am about a lot of things and shout out to the old man for that but uh you know the idea that we can get them into a place where they feel the same way we do about the game where it doesn't have to be like ultra serious but you can be competent at the same time uh, that's what fascinates me most uh, i'm i'm excited to see him get better but i'm also excited to see him like really comprehend the etiquette of the game right yeah cuz you know they they show it how much uh golf can help build some integrity because yeah. it's it's the only sport where you call penalties and and fouls if you will on yourself mm-hmm. so it, it is something there there's something to that and i think um i want to say the first tee program really kind of hits on that how it it really benefits kids growing up to learn to take responsibility kind of for themselves even if it's just in the you know don't get mad at me the silly game of golf how dare you how dare i call it silly i'm (laughs) sorry everybody i'm sorry back to uber serious yeah um yeah i maybe i should have him stop keeping score then because he is a a pretty fancy way of tracking his own scores (laughs) uh and i think it's maybe more a a little bit more optimistic right now than accurate but we'll, we'll we'll find a happy medium hopefully soon. He must have learned that from me. It was not from me. I promise you, it wasn't. If his oh, scorecard man. has smiley faces on it, then yeah, that's definitely because of me. You know what? I did have a really tough day out there uh, a couple weeks ago, and maybe it was maybe like a month ago. We were out playing, and 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 I've just had this like weird little glitch in my driver swing. I've been trying to solve it. So when I'm out there just messing around with wife and child, like that's the time to you know, give it a rip. And and I had a really bad hole. And he said, daddy, would you, would you have in that hole? And I think I said something like a smiley face or, you know, something that was definitely not a score. And he just looked at me like, I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> like fine too. <laughs> <laughs> albatross kid. that's right <laughs> don't worry about it it was good <laughs> yeah that was the that was the dark stage of 2022 because i was having a great time with my family while also dying internally of my <laughs> mediocre golf swing so it was a weird weird juxtaposition of emotions there you just want to get out there and grind it out until it until it becomes good. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're trying to you're trying to you're getting frustrated and you're trying not to show it. Yeah, yeah. I know that one. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the big thing. I want I want to show pure composure to my son every time we play. I never wanted him to see me get mad because I think it really I think it really reflects on the the players or not reflects it. They they really take that on. Uh, if they see it, they do it kind of thing. And I right. want to I want him to see that you, know, you can suck and be awesome and show kind of similar emotion, but you can also have fun regardless. You know, that, uh, that's a big deal for me. The challenge is I did this on the ninth hole and we were playing nine and our range is between the ninth and dinner. And I almost <laughs> bailed on him. I almost did like, you guys go in, put the, put the dinner on the account. I'll be here getting bleeping ragey <laughs> you hear screaming it's yeah, not me it's definitely not your dad no everything's okay yeah i just need to practice yeah uh thank god we brought two cars <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that i got... love when you say that i i love hitting the range after a round do you really yeah i really do that's that's when okay. i when i like to get out there and try so... to grind something out if you have, let's say, like optimistically speaking, a round of golf is like four twenty, 
let's say 4.30, generously 4.30. Yeah. If you have five and a half hours to commit to golf, you know that that's your window to be away. Mm-hmm. Are you like an hour early kind of guy or are you like an arrive on the tee box and have time afterwards kind of guy? No, I'm usually arrive on the tee box. Yeah. Let's go. And then I'll, I'll, if, if I want to, I'll hit balls afterwards, which okay. I like to so, do. So let me, let me present this in a way that doesn't reflect your daily life. Dean. <laughs> We're on a golf trip. There's nothing for you to do, but golf. Um, the tea time is 1 PM. So we're not talking about sleeping in anymore after a rough night before I've seen, I've seen you play, uh, we, we might be <laughs> after I've poured. Okay. <laughs> so you, you've got a one o'clock and okay. are, are you showing up at the range early or are you staying at the range? If you had to pick one, you're saying stay. If I, am I showing up at the range early to play for a one o'clock on a guy strip or staying afterwards to grind it out a little bit? It has to be one. See, on a guy's trip, I'm probably going and I'm hitting a few balls beforehand, but I don't hit okay. a lot. I don't yeah. I, I, the course I grew up playing, there was no range. So it was you walked from the car to the first tee, and, you know, you took your four or five warm up swings while you're waiting for the group in front of you to hit, and then you just up and go. So that's kind of always been my, my men- mentality. I've never had a good. And you're a good player, so maybe you do. Do you have a warm-up routine on a range? I've never had I that. I used to. The, so I used to go, I used to skip clubs. So if I would start with a wedge, I would go to like, uh, I would, I don't know, I would go like nine iron, seven iron, five iron type of thing. I would never go each club. I remember like grinding it out on the range. And what I found out was there was like a threshold of, uh, there was like a certain number of balls I could hit before I really started screwing with my actual swing for the day. So for me, that got really bad. Like I would, I would hit a lot of wedges because it's really hard to destroy a wedge swing. And then I would probably hit like two or three with a mid iron, two or three with a long iron. And then, you know, pretend like driver doesn't exist, but no, that was back when I was good with driver. So, you know, it was, the idea was like, let's just get reps in and, and make sure everything feels right. I think the worst golf I would play is when it would be like, there was, too much range before the round because i would start like questioning certain things and i get on the course and like well this happened on the range or do this and like i'm already uh, second guessing what i'm competent about <laughs> which is horrible for yeah. me so i remember the first time i played uh a course up near me called saratoga national mm-hmm. and that was the first course that i can remember going to that it was uh you know all right, you get your you're in the you're in the system. Go to the range, hit as many balls as you want. Go to the short game, hit as many as you want, and then we'll let you know when your tee time's up. I was like, cool. So I went with a g- bunch of guys at the the company I worked with had a, a corporate membership there, and I got there an hour and a half early, and I just you know <laughs> just banged through a ton for of for the balls. first time ever <laughs> for the first time ever because I was so excited about it. And I remember I got to probably like the fourth or fifth hole and I was like, oh man, I am exhausted. Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> I, it, it wasn't that it wasn't I that you like through. it it wasn't that you like put something in your head mentally. It was like you had burned yourself out swinging. I burned myself out. I pro- <laughs> I probably hit, I'm gonna tell you, I probably hit somewhere between 120 and 150 shots now and that was that's a lot i mean that's kind of playing 36 holes yeah full ideally. Swings. yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, that is um the one thing i will say no matter what i do 
if I go to the range, whether it's top golf, whether it's before a round, whether it's after a round, I never, ever rapid fire. I always hit, take some time to watch the flight. Um, I wipe my club after every shot, which I know is insanity, but it also conditioned me to take time. And I think as much as hitting a hundred balls would be challenging, regardless of the time put in number one, you can't do it that fast uh, when you're taking your time. So then you immediately cut away a bunch of hits. The other thing is you allow your body to kind of set and not just like max out. You know what I mean? I think that's pretty important too. Like what, what good does it do to just rapid fire? Uh, It didn't do any good that day. (laughs) (laughs) So then, you know, I more, you know, play a couple of like uh county tournaments and state amateur tournaments and you get to i'd get to the range then 45 minutes early and try to develop some kind of routine and i don't think it ever really helped i i just couldn't get into a good yeah all of those events really i couldn't get into a good rhythm and you've seen me on the range for morgan cups and and other events it's kind of more now just very relaxed you hit a few balls kind of Pure. try to get loose and Pure curiosity Go. is what I would describe it as. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember we were in, was it Atlanta? Somewhere in Georgia. Um, and this is the first time anyone had seen one length irons. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, and you were, we were all like hovered yeah. around two guys hitting. One group was hitting Miura blades uh, or CBs, <laughs> which James had reviewed. And the other group was hitting one length. And I remember hitting like a, a one length six iron or five iron and just stressing out about it the whole time. Um, I, I enjoyed the mirror experience a lot more. I'll be honest with you, but those things are butter. So yeah, um, th- that the other part that I was thinking about is I've, I've really enjoyed the post round range session. I rarely do it when I'm playing well. So I'm curious to know like what that kind of session would be like. Usually there's a reason for it, but I did once this year I was hitting, I I played a really nice round with the exception of my driver and my playing partner who I'd been riding with was like, yo, can we just, can we hit up the range a little bit? Um, Maybe you can tell me what I'm doing. Something weird's kind of mixed into my swing. So I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I got nothing to do. So we went down and it was 20 minutes of him hitting and we worked him back into a place where he thought he should be. Uh, which actually didn't take that long. And then finally we started talking about my driver swing and like this unique hinge I have. And suddenly I'm the one hitting balls. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This is not my plan. And we hit for, you know, 20, 25 minutes. And now like suddenly I'm doing good things, but that it's at that point. I'm like, okay, now I want to go play again. Like I'm, this is, this is good. Let's go back out there. That's a weird thing. You know, normally it's like, Oh, I just, I just want to go home chill you know not worry about what i had to deal with now it's like pure momentum how do you how do you go home (laughs) how do you stop this magic yeah (laughs) it was a lot easier to say that when i didn't have a seven-year-old at home or six-year-old but you know at that point it's just like dude that golf has a funny way it has a funny way of pulling you in both when you suck and when you're killing it (laughs) and and when it's really funny uh, you know compared to that story is I I used to want to play 36 holes at least once a month, you know, back when he like said I didn't have a kid. I just I wanted to just wanted to play golf all the time. In the same day, you mean? In the same holes. day. Yeah, yeah. 
And so I would schedule it out and I would, I would let my wife know, and she would come out and play the first 18 with me. And then I would just go <laughs> call back you out. an idiot and go yeah, home. And yeah, just go home. It. Yeah. <laughs> but there, the, there were definitely days where I would play and it's not that I played bad the entire day, but it didn't finish well. Like, you know, maybe it's the whole back nine, maybe it's the last three or four holes and it would really get to me. And I would drive all the way home, which was probably 15 minutes from the course. I'd be sitting there, sitting there, and it would just be stewing in my brain, like ready to go. Man, you got to finish these rounds out a little better. You got to play better on the back nine. You you should be doing well on these holes. This whole set up. I mean, all right, that's it. Get put a different shirt on and let's go. I drive right back up, you know, get right back out of the course and play thirty six holes just because I'm driving myself crazy of playing bad golf. <laughs> so you, you gave me a, a thought there about another topic we can we can put out there a little bit and it's the unbelievable capacity for golfers to remember everything they do on a golf course for an extended period of time. Yeah. Like there are certain things that I should remember about my life that I'm not going to queue up and just in case my wife is listening, um, that I should remember like vividly, but I don't. And there are things on the golf course <laughs> that there's no way I'll ever forget, uh, that, that I shouldn't remember at all. Uh, I, I was having a talk with her, my wife, Laura, a couple days ago is over the Thanksgiving break. I was like, yeah, I'm not recording this week. I said, we could record an episode. She's like, what the hell am I going to talk about? I was like, oh, we got lots to talk about. <laughs> so I said, do you remember the time you hold out on number one at the Oasis with a six iron um, for two? And she's like, I'm, I, I remember that's what happened. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? He's like, I couldn't have told you it was a six iron or that I used a tailor made ball, which I told her about, uh, or the shape of the ball. It was a fade from the fairway, curled in, hit the front of the green, rolled out, plunked in. Uh, yeah, she didn't remember any of that. I remember it like it happened this afternoon. Um, it, there's something that just cues up in us, I think. Uh, I remember playing, I think it was that same place in Atlanta. Yeah, it was. And I was on a par three and I, I and, you know, I've had this whole like never going to get a hole in one thing for forever. But I hit a shot there that it it hit past the hole, spun back and waved goodbye at the cup. And for whatever reason, like that, that's just the kind of thing you never forget. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these little things. I, I remember stupid, stupid little moments. I remember like almost full rounds at crazy golf course. I remember Bay Hill with you guys like. It was, it's, it's so vivid. It's what is it about golf? Like, I think that's a representation of the love of the game, but I also think it's a representation of the lunacy that we have for the game. <laughs> there, there's so sweat? many, yeah, there's so many moments on the course. I remember, you know, of, of my shots of, you know, playing with my father, playing with my buddies, playing with my wife. I remember Jen's first time out on a, you know, ex an executive course. She, you know, the first hole is only 97 yards and it took her four shots to get close to the green. And then her fifth shot chipped over the green. Her sixth shot came back over the green, was in the fairway. And then she punched, she knocked that one in. And I was always like, yeah, you remember the first time? And you know, how I put it to her is, do you remember that first hole that you played? You pitched in from the fairway. We forget all the other stuff, but you pitch, you pitched it in from the fairway. That's pretty yeah. cool. Clearly you didn't as you <laughs> described it beautifully. <laughs> oh, I remember it all. <laughs> and, then, and then I always go like, yeah. And then I remember the next hole was a par three over water. It's like, and you hit this La Hala three wood that I had bought off of eBay. 
and it was like you hit this nice little draw and it landed it landed on the left side of the green is the first time you ever hit a green in regulation she's like yeah i, I remember kind of remember she's like i remember knocking the shot in on one i don't remember anything like that but then you know even that i'll come home from rounds and i'll always explain to her what's going on in the uh you know on my my round hey i hit this i did that i did that to the point where she'd be like, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. I, I don't want you to talk about your round. I know you remember it shot for shot, but I don't really need to hear it. <laughs> what she's saying, <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> so when I come home from golf trips, I'm like, honey, grab a drink, sit down. We've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I made sure you didn't remember at least the, the latter half of one round, but you know that's fine too. Dan so. and I were getting into a golf car and a ball came flying at me and drilled me in the back. <laughs> oh, that was that. That was the start of that round. That's where that happened. Was, that was the first oh, hole we played man. on one of those trips. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and by by fourteen, you weren't feeling anything, so it was fine. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, it was, all, it was all good, dude. It's so funny how vivid that stuff can be. Like, uh, you know, THP has uh, afforded both of us an opportunity to go play some crazy golf courses in some really cool conditions. Um, but, but like the whole the whole memory bank that just relaxes and, and holds on to so many of those little moments you think would be forgetful. I mean, it, it's such a funny thing. And I think that's part of what I love. Like I, I watch, uh, my wife has recently become a massive Bengals fan, uh, which is hilarious in its own right. Um, and, and I, I sit back and wonder like, am I a fan? Uh, what depth of emotion do I have? Do I remember what they did uh, in these during these plays and uh, you start to think about it, like what is it that creates passion what what is it that confirms passion i think more or less for something and this is the kind of thing that i think really hits for me is when you remember the little things that you shouldn't and they hold and hang with you for forever i think that's pretty representative representative of what we love and 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 <laughs> The stupidity, I guess, more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it, and you know, Tiger's Tiger's son Charlie just played a golf tournament what, like a month ago or so at Mission Mission Inn, and we've gone and we've played Mission Inn. And I remember I was talking to my dad just the other day because we were talking about you know the PNC coming up and Tiger and his son playing and John Daly and his kid again. And I'm like, yeah, did you see all the stuff with Charlie Woods? I'm like, what he was doing at Mission Inn? Like, I could tell you I've played that course. And if you want, I could probably go hole by hole and tell you each time I've played it where the ball has been. <laughs> I'm like, 17's a crazy par five. I was like, here, I've been behind this tree. I've been yeah. behind that tree. I've been in the fairway here. I laid up here. I go, it's, I, I remember all that stuff. It's, it's just nuts. And I think you're right. It's because of how passionate you are about, about the game. That, that that those memories just stick with you and those are all the good times is it weird that one of my biggest memories at mission in was our short game fun <laughs> with bridgestone, <laughs> with bridgestone. wedges were they j15s is that J15, what it was yeah, yeah j15 came oh out. dude which was one of my favorite wedges of all time by the way super compact tight shape on top uh didn't have a ton of spin which i think i loved about them uh, unless you really created it like greenside wasn't too bad with the 58 but it was one of like the early stages of like a not not particularly spinny wedge it was probably like right in the realm of that the changes that they were working on to reduce spin overall 
Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, those things were nasty. I remember having a great time while everyone else is bashing all the <laughs> J15 products. We're like, ah, we're good. We're going to get everyone else had all the irons. <laughs> you yeah. and I were the only ones with wedges <laughs> over there just doing our thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that and then birding El Campion the uh, 17th. 17th. That was that was a big one. That was fun. Um yeah, we're we're 31 minutes in and we've touched like next to nothing about what we're going to talk about. Maybe we'll just we'll just do a back-to-back episode. Forget it. Why not? <laughs> just run it back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am curious. We just wrapped up Black Friday shopping here. Uh it was a weird year. The Black Friday was like a month and a half long, I think, based on the emails I've been getting from companies. Um, and I think it's over. I think Cyber Monday was like a Black Friday uh, bad hangover this time. What did you experience? So, yeah, like, I mean, there were, it seemed, remember, it used to be just Black Friday. Here's the deals you get them either Thanksgiving night or, uh, you know, Friday morning and go out and have some fun. You had to now wake up. Yeah. Yeah. You had to wake up. Now you don't have to. It's, yeah. it's great now. And you get the deals forever seems like <laughs> yeah I mean, a lot of like, the deals last week were available were available all last week and now all these cyber monday ones are like we've extended it one day only well guess what to the, we're recording this on wednesday and those deals are still on they're like yeah. extend it again yeah <laughs> well, they, they should just say we didn't sell enough <laughs> <laughs> we need more revenue <laughs> or uh, which stock. I, mean, I think the term black friday is pretty cool like the idea is to get the companies back uh, out of the red i think that's an interesting concept but it's it's turned into this weird bit of madness where it's just like the super deals are there, but they're there for everyone. Like I, I ordered uh, my son Cal a video game for ten bucks from Walmart and finally picked it. I ordered it on Thursday night, maybe, and finally picked it up on Monday from like a uh, Black Friday super deal <laughs> parking spot, which no one brought it out to me. It took me thirty five minutes to realize I'm at Walmart and had to go in and get it for myself (laughs) so but it was just weird man like uh, and i'm not even like focused on so much on the golf side of it i'm i'm thinking about like everything else was just it was a strange year for it yeah it was i mean there were some good deals out there to be had not necessarily on the golf stuff the golf stuff was fine um you know, I saw some stuff with some TVs where TVs are always priced ridiculously well, I feel like on Black mm-hmm. Friday yeah. and all around there. So that's that they're always fun to look at. And I try to coax my dad into buying a new TV and he gets all revved up for it. And then he's like, yeah, I don't need to spend money on that. Like, <laughs> you're, you're rocking a, a 15 or 16 year old plasma. Come on, let's go. Let's yeah. let's change that thing out. You know, I bought I bought our first TV last year that in like eight years. Um, and it wasn't even that expensive. It was like a, you know, 50 inch, whatever for a couple hundred bucks from, from target. And they were, they were really confused for the first time in years. My credit card company sent me an email or a text. It was like, was this you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're out of the stone age now. Fraud alert. <laughs> I can pick my TV up myself. I don't need help. <laughs> uh, yeah. But on the golf side, it was interesting. I, I got some good deals. I, I'm actually wearing one right now, Cloud Spun. Um, I can't remember what the store was, maybe Golf Discount or something like that. I, I ended up with four of them because they were selling for 30 bucks a piece. That was insane. Uh, so I went big hard there. <laughs> uh, our buddies over at Evolve Golf had a really great sale. Uh, so I picked up a couple sets of tees. So I'm pretty much good for the next decade and a half, which is great. <laughs> those things don't break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's amazing. But, you know, 
it was interesting to see the companies that, that I felt like went all in. Uh, Cobra had an insane set of uh, uh, deals. They had really nice uh, 30% off, I think, or, or I guess one of those um, one of those increasing percentages. Like if you spend this much, you get this percentage, this much, this percentage. That was a cool one. Uh, and then Cobra had like, you get a stand bag if you spend a certain amount of money, things like that. I like that. I like those deals where like you, you have to get a little invested before you really get the meat of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I felt like there were, there were basically three types of deals out there right now. There was the folks who went all in and said, like, we know, we know we need opportunity here to, to sell some product, but we also want to give a great deal. I feel like Cobra fell under that realm. There were the companies who, I think didn't really understand that it was black Friday or whatever, but they didn't want to miss out. So they're like, here, have 20% off, whatever. <laughs> uh, and in fact, I got, I, I don't want to put them on blast. I know I mentioned it somewhere already, but one company who's been sending me a 20% off discount code for the last six months, sent me a 25% off. No, hey. the, first one was, the first one was 20% off. And then they followed that up the next day with 25% off. Uh, it was almost like, uh, yeah, buy our stuff, but please don't forget us while you're buying everyone else's for a better deal. Uh, and then there was a couple companies where I was like really eager to see what they would do. And they didn't really do anything. Like one was, uh, and it's a very nice brand. They, they were like, here, have this charging station if you purchase from our website i was like how about how about have a percentage you know how, how does that sound um but then there was there was the groups that were like it almost felt like a closeout sale was weird like we were gonna price this stuff incredibly well don't get me wrong but you have to get super lucky on sizing i thought that was kind of weird i'm not used to that i guess and maybe maybe we're just conditioned at this point where we have a certain number of this TV or this video game or this, whatever, when you start to go into like apparel companies, suddenly it's a little bit different where it's, we have, you know, yep. extra small, small and super extra large. <laughs> All you medium and large guys uh, enjoy this full price item. Yeah. You're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. I, I definitely run into that Yeah, because you look, you look for the size and it's just not there. Okay. So either have to have super small feet, jumbo feet or, on the shoe side or yeah you know be you know the extreme in the the apparel side of things too it, it's kind of crazy on on that and it's funny like the you mentioned like the clearance stuff i remember seeing i want to say it was like golf galaxy maybe or dick sporting goods they had a deal on like odyssey stroke lab putters the original stroke lab putters and they were on sale for like 175 dollars and i was thinking to myself Let's put the putters. I mean, it's a good, it's a good putter. Do not get me wrong, but it's a, it's a clearance sale on that putter. That putter is what four years old now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's that's a lot for. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I wasn't really expecting that one. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm just so focused on the apparel side, and that I was going going to take it in a whole different direction and say, if you have three different colors but only one of the colors is on sale because it's limited in sizing. That is a problem too. That really bugged me that I think that actually saved me 200 bucks really early on in this deal. <laughs> it saved me on shoes because there okay. were, there were certain, uh, there were certain brand of shoes that I was looking at and they had, they offer a pair of spikeless shoes that I was really into. I have a pair. I'd like 
to add another color um, <laughs> that the other colors were not on sale and uh, they have a pair of like everyday shoes that are good for wearing into the office mm-hmm. but yeah that 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 would rock i'll i'll pick up a pair or two of those yep they were excluded as well <laughs> well that's... in the colors that i don't wear the style uh, i don't want this, yeah. so it's just i mean Maybe we're just conditioned to be spoiled at this point. We're spoiled. If you don't, if you don't discount everything, then you don't get our monies. (laughs) That's a weird thing. Uh, The other one was weird. Is my wife linked up uh, an Ojo bag, and for one evening, it was like thirty percent off or forty percent off, and then the next day, it was no longer a sale. So I didn't obviously didn't buy it. Um, There, then they had backpacks on sale. Is Maybe I just missed the deal. I don't know. It's just it's, some of them was it was just felt weird. It felt different. Yeah, it it was it was a different kind of year. But you know what? I I'm sure there were there were plenty of good deals out there for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, we've seen it on the on the THB forum. <laughs> Guys it, have been stocking up on everything, yeah. and good good for them. Yeah. Uh, In it, fact, it, I use the not today Satan gif. I think three times over there trying to avoid. <laughs> You know, spending thousands instead of hundreds. <laughs> I, I, I think for a while I had to just block that thread because I just kept seeing <laughs> all the deals. Yeah. No, I don't. I do not need more of that stuff. I don't care if it's forty percent off. Oh wait, it's forty percent off. Let's see what colors they've got. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention Christmas is around the corner. Do you have? Uh, do you have anything you're super excited about right now? Like, is there something out there that people should be paying attention to? For equipment wise, or for yeah. Man, I mean, I say yes to everything. Yeah, to everything. All I mean, right. it's, it's release season, right? The so release season is it's upon it, us. It's upon us. I mean, it's it's gonna happen quick, right? So you like that one thing from that one company that has, you know, um, there, in in theory has like us with the you know the grooves and you know the, those the different colorway and. But what kind of grooves? The the shaft that goes down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if, if we're if we're not talking about clubs that we can't really talk about, what 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 are you excited about? I feel like I feel like right now the big discussion is like range finders and obviously apparel as we change seasons. Um, but range finder seems to be way up there on the list of discussion points. I, I think it's amazing to me um, where the range finder market has gone. I I think the you know the the less expensive, the budget, the cheap rangefinder, I think has gotten good. And then I think some of the really good rangefinders have gotten a little bit cheaper as well. So the market, so the pricing has kind of been condensed and you're getting a lot of good products right now. I mean, I, I just uh, was looking at the pinned uh, rangefinder. That thing has a, uh, we have rangefinders that you can change between the black and red optics. That one changes automatically based on the conditions you're playing. What? In. <clears throat> that's cool and like they that, have different colors so you can you can uh, uh get three or four of them to match the outfit yeah. for the day <laughs> that's right you can match your outfit and you know something like that you know it has the in tech 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 does the same type of thing you get the the magnet the slope the vibration and they're all right around 200 dollars. i do like the idea that it's getting now. a bit competitive at that price point i mean back in the day what was it basically bushnell or bust and then you had like the loopholds and a couple other competitors come in and say like we don't want you to completely own this sector so we're going to you know try and take a piece but then it seems like nowadays uh precision pros out of Cincinnati here and and they seem to have some great options 
voice caddy has my full attention, even though it's not one of the new ones, the SL2, the mm-hmm. one that has um, like the GPS built into it as well. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I can get behind the, the double down. And that's probably the problem for me is I've had a rangefinder for a couple of years. It runs like uh, it, it runs very well. Uh, but when I'm looking at all these cool new options of like, slow down, like, let me, let me break this first before I really need to dive into what's next. Yeah, that's, I mean, so the first range finder that I had was a Bushnell tour V2 that had slow. Yeah, you and uh, everyone else, everybody else. Yeah. Thank you. My wife bought that one for me. (laughs) And then, uh, all of these other range finders came out. I'm like, I don't know. Do I really need another range finder? But then, you know, review stuff comes in and all of a sudden you get a stack of them. And it's yeah. like, all right, which one do I want to use? Because they all offer something that's, you know, really good functionality. So it's been, it's been kind of cool though to follow that market and to see them go. Uh, a lot of them now are going with a rechargeable battery instead of yes. a replaceable battery. That's that's something that's pretty neat. And I I specifically remember this year, someone on the forum was talking about how they wouldn't want that because they don't want they don't want to have to charge it. It's easier just to pop a new battery into it. And I had an experience out on a course where I had been using one of the tech, tech, tech ones that has a regular replaceable battery. And it was the, my league championship match oh, and the battery died in it. No, but I had another rangefinder in the bag that was rechargeable and I was using my moto caddy and I could plug it in and I char- yeah. charged that one up yeah. enough. I could use it the rest of the round. Well, that's the other point, right? Is even if, even if you forget a lot of people ride, uh, and most seems like most carts nowadays come with uh, cords you can charge things in. Mm-hmm. It's so convenient, if you will. I feel like I feel like if we're not there, and the other side of it is, look, put a brick in your bag, put a a, a charging kit in your bag. Like I've got just like one of these lipstick yeah, ones here. Yeah, that, he's, they, he's holding up. Can't uh, see, but I am holding up one that's just on my desk. <laughs> it doubles down as a lipstick holder. But you know, if you always have that sort of backup there, the one issue I was having with my unit, which I mean, whatever, it's the smallest issue I'll ever have is you don't actually have a percentage. It just has like the bar that suggests the amount of battery. And I've never actually seen it go to empty. It's always just died on me. So you know, having the faith in the battery that sits there, unless you have one that that goes with you and slowly degrades over time like that, the potential to charge, I guess it's a little bit different for something like the SL2 because there's more uh, more elements that go into the unit. So you get a shorter charge time. But, you know, that that ability to charge on the fly is so convenient. Yeah, and on the SL2, I mean, I used a one of their GP Voice Caddy GPS watches with the T9 this year for yes. a while, and the display on it was pretty good. If if that is what they have in the rangefinder, that it's really slick because the way you can move around and, and pinpoint where you want to be on the course, the whole overlay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 nice. I'm excited for the next step in in this whole construction of range finders or gps watches or whatever i remember being at a pga show with you a couple of years ago and absolutely geeking out over the tom tom because yep. it was like the smallest by far the smallest profile watch of its generation purely because they just shoved it all down the side of the unit <laughs> uh as a part of the band but now you have all these these new products that are just getting smaller and smaller and less intrusive um 
it's exciting, man. It's exciting to see those changes. And uh, I guess final thought there from your side is, is there one that you've experienced that's worth everyone looking at from that, like 150 to $250 range? So uh, I, I liked what uh shot scope did this past year with the LX pro. Oh yeah. The, uh, the LX the plus hybrid sorry. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you can, so if you're not into, um, you know, if you, if you don't want to wear a watch, you can use that for shot tracking. If you really mm-hmm. want to, you know, dive into that, you can have a combined unit there with the, the range finder and then the H fork magnetizes onto it. Magnetizes that word. It is now. Use, uses a magnet to, to <laughs> uses secure itself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I thought that was, I thought that was really good. The sleeper one that I've uh, range finder I've used in the last two years is one that we reviewed from Amazon and it was called fine caddy. Okay. It, it was a uh, 180 bucks. And then at one point it was on sale for like a hundred dollars and it has like this faux leather wrap around it. It's <laughs> nice. really, it's really, fa- it's really fast. It's accurate charges with USB C gives you a battery indicator on it. Although I feel like on that one, it, the indicator doesn't pop up until the battery's low. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know how many, you know, pulls you get after, after that indicator. Cause okay. is it like, you know, you get five, five shots left and you're done. Um, I never got to that point. Cause anytime that immediately popped up, I would just start charging it. Oh. that one that one was one of like the sleeper ones that i would say is 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 better than i expected and i actually used it for a, quite a while okay cool well my friend it's always fun to have you on um i still have a big list of things we need to talk about so let's get you back on soon i see it it's right here yeah <laughs> Top, topics yeah <laughs> oh spoiler man <laughs> slow down so yeah, uh, I'm glad you're doing well. It's nice to see you smiling and not uh, 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 slobbering from the side of the mouth full on drug <laughs> drug show. Um, <laughs> may or may not have happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll get you back on if you if you haven't had a chance. Check out Dean's writing over on THP's homepage. Uh, he's been a longstanding staff writer over there. Writes club reviews uh, and participates on the forum. So if you are looking for a place to go chat with the crazies who remember every friggin' shot they've ever hit on the golf course we are the place to be over there um other than that we'll catch you next week i i have every intentions of riding this awful ohio weather train into the new year um hopefully i can get out there and hit a few balls i've got big expectations for myself it's something i plan on bringing to the podcast next year is can i actually improve my golf swing from let's put a bunch of band-aids aka um utility irons in the bag to full on 14 club setup <laughs> for 2023. So uh, I hope you're having fun out there. I know we got some folks in the warmer climates who are absolutely thrilled about the quality of the golf right now, except the price. Uh, another interesting topic we didn't touch on today, but uh, we'll get to that soon. Either way, if you are playing golf this weekend, have a great time, whether it's inside, outside, on TV, with a controller, whatever it may be. Enjoy it. We'll catch you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.